Thank you for listening to the Vacant Championship Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jeff Simmons. And uh, over there is my tag team partner, my partner in life, my beautiful wife, Katie Reed. Hi. Well, Katie, we have uh, AEW Dynamite and SmackDown to review here. But before we get to that, we'll uh, talk a little bit about... There's a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, the first one is we don't really have a lot of news this week, but the one story that we do have is we are hearing reports of the Velveteen Dream has uh, allegedly, we will say allegedly, uh, sent sexually explicit photos to a minor. Um, but obviously he denies all of these uh, allegations. And, um, you know, uh, obviously nothing has been set in stone. Nothing has been proven. Uh, so we'll see where this, this goes. And we will keep you informed as this story develops. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's all we can say about this, you know. Uh, so, but before we go to the Dynamite review, uh, Katie and I also mentioned that we're going to talk about AEW Dark. So we're going to go over the results of AEW Dark, and then we'll go into our Dynamite review for the week. So, AEW Dark, they had Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian versus Anna Jay. Uh, Penelope Ford went over. Then we have Cody with Brandy. Versus Joe Alonzo and Cody went over. So uh, Penelope Ford and Cody picking up the wins on AEW Dark. Uh, then we go to uh, our review of this week's AEW Dynamite, um, which our main event this week is a uh, feature match between Kip Sabian, Super Bad, against Dustin Rhodes. And the caveat is that. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, if he loses this match, will retire. Mm -hmm. So, um, so they show a video package, um, and Cody's kind of talking about the other competitors in the TNT title tournament. Um, you know these these video packages that they're showing before the matches. Mm -hmm. um, you know they're pretty pretty well put together, and each wrestler you know has a different package or whatever. But uh, once again, Jericho and Tony Schiavone, <laughs> Skivone are back on commentary. Um, and then we open with our uh, one of our quarterfinal matches, um, and that's Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Uh -huh. And uh, right off the bat, you know, uh, well, first of all, there's a little history with yeah, this. Yeah, Darby this. Allen pinned Sammy at Revolution. Right, and a lot of people have probably already forgot that. Right, yeah. But... So there's uh, obviously, you know, there's a package shown here, a little bit of, of the history between these two, you know, with the thing at Revolution. And um, so right off the bat, you know, Sammy attacks uh, Darby before the bell rings. He pulls out a ladder, you know, this apparently the rules f for this uh, TNT title tournament have just been like thrown out the window. No, I don't think there's any rules at all. Right, because they're throwing, you know, all this chicanery out and like... It just seems like these refs are allowing them to kind of get away with murder here. Right. Like, and, um, but anyways, so Sammy, you know, pulls out the ladder and puts Darby on the ladder. Yeah, and splashes, splashes him into it and it doesn't budge. And this is all before the bell rings. Like, right. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, Darby eventually kind of gets going. It takes him a while, but... He eventually pulls Sammy's uh, boot and sock off. And then puts the ankle lock on the exposed ankle. Yep. And But in the process of that, you know, uh, 
Darby does his Lope Suicida dive or whatever, and he ends up at one point um, hitting the guardrail and yeah, busting but, himself open. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, this was a this is a pretty good opening matchup. Um, Guevara hits a version of the 450. Jericho calls it on commentary like a 730, which is yeah. kind of funny. But um, you know, Darby uh, catches Sammy in the in the Last Supper, which he turns into a pinfall, and he advances in the mm-hmm. in the TNT title tournament. A great opening match. Yeah. Uh, you know, two big stars here in the making. Um, so we have next week, I believe, if it's not next week, the week after, but. Uh, we have Cody versus Darby Allen in the semifinals. It's yeah, it's going to be a good one. You know, these two have already met. Um, you know, but you know, it should be a good, a good rematch for sure. Um, then we get a Matt Hardy promo. You know, the thing about Matt Hardy right now is obviously he has returned to the broken gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you either love this broken gimmick or you don't. Um, I think it's, it's kind of old. It it does. After a while, it kind of does. And I felt like this promo, I felt like it was okay for a minute, but uh, he, t- he cuts a promo in the inner circle. Obviously, he's at the Hardy compound. He still wants an answer from Jericho for an elite deletion match at the Hardy compound, which... Um, Likely Jericho's, you know, probably going to accept it, and we're going to get that at double or nothing, uh-huh. I'm assuming. But, um, you know, then right during the promo here, he transforms into normal Matt, and it's very strange that he's just cutting this promo. It goes to black and white, and it's an interesting feature they do, and then he's cutting this promo as normal Matt Hardy, not broken Matt Hardy anymore. And to see him, like, the way he used to be, you know, with Jeff and when they would be cutting promos, it was just such a weird change. But, um, yeah, it was all right. It was an okay little little package. But then we go to uh, Kenny Omega versus Alan Angels. I mispronounced it before. It's not Angles, it's Angels. Um, anyways, o- Omega... Looks for a snapdragon early in this matchup. Um, Jericho continues to call Omega a pumpkin head dipshit, which I think is just fucking beautiful. At one point, he calls him Rocky Dennis from Mask. Oh, my God. And he's just, he's all over Omega in this matchup, and it's just hilarious. But, but you have to say the match went on way longer than it should have. Oh, absolutely. Well, the, the thing about this is this match specifically is Kenny Omega, they're, you know, he's one of the guys quote-unquote, in AEW. So they're trying to push him. Omega Schmega. Right, but they're they're trying to push this guy, and it's not a good way to push your guy. By making him face jobbers. Well, it's okay to face jobbers, but it's one thing to to not have this match go so long. Like, there's such thing as making a jobber look too good. Yeah. And the problem was his angels looked really good here in parts. Yeah. Like, too good. Um, he ends up kicking out of the uh, Omega's v trigger, yeah. and then Omega hits another one, and then eventually, you know, wins the match. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just a, it's not a good look for Kenny Omega. No, in my opinion, you have to have a squash, or you have to have a regular match. It has to be not in between. Right, exactly. But um, so then we get a uh, pretty decent Scorpio Sky uh, video package. I've always been heavy on this guy. 
you know, the stuff he's doing with SCU. Um, you know, uh, then also we get that, we get this recorded, uh, this little recorded message. They show this little clip of Cody listening to his answering machine, and Dustin says the thing about, you know, hey, this Kip Sabian guy is no joke, you know, and if I don't beat him next week, I'm going to retire. And, you know, you get Cody's facial expressions and everything, and the way they kind of did that segment, I really liked that. I enjoyed that little segment. Um, so then we also get um, the a little recap of the uh jimmy havoc situation blah, with, blah, blah, with orange cassidy yeah that's how i feel too about it but um and then that goes into the match you know because this is obviously orange cassidy's debut match yeah, yeah, me. so orange cassidy with the best friends against uh jimmy havoc with uh, hold, on, hold on orange cassidy is hands and pockets yes pockets and hands, hands and, whatever yeah hands and pockets orange cassidy with uh you know the best friends against jimmy havoc and uh, penelope is mm, yeah. um, their woman right but anyways ha- havoc blindsides orange cassidy and chokes him with his own jacket really <laughs> just starts pummeling at him you know and he really punishes him really through around the arena mm-hmm. um and then finally cassidy hits a drop kick then a crossbody and a ddt yeah, but during this match, uh, Jericho has a really hilarious, um, you know, he's, Jericho's just phenomenal on commentary. Mm-hmm. He has a good line here, he's, you know, when and Havoc's beating him, and he's like, he's beating him to a pulp. And it's like, uh, I see what you did there, you know, like, yeah, I had to think about it, but man, it's good, good stuff. But um, this match was a fucking disaster this was yeah. this was terrible this i don't I, I don't like jimmy havoc and i i hate orange cassidy even worse <laughs> um but you know one thing i will say about orange cassidy is he can sell because he was getting his ass kicked until he had the the sequence where he did the ddt and uh-huh. the cross body and all that but he can sell but i just i can't fucking stand the guy I don't, I don't... Get your hands the, out of your pocket. Right, I don't see the appeal of this, you know. And um, at one point, they get up on the top turnbuckle. He drops uh, Havoc off the, the top turnbuckle. And then he does this prissy-ass stupid splash that is the stupidest splash I think I've ever seen in my life. And then, uh, you know, Penelope Ford gets up on the apron, and she's grabbed by Chuck Taylor, who is yeah. who then takes out or is taken out, I should say, by Kip Sabian. Um, but then, you know, Penelope gets in the ring, tries to knock out Old Pockets McGee oh, there. Pockets McGee, yeah. And, um, and then he rolls up, uh, she misses, and then he ends up rolling up Havoc for the win. And then it's pummeled afterwards by Havoc and Chuck Taylor. Then the best friends make a save yeah. for so, Orange Cassidy. So this was just an absolute farce, and um, it was actually Big announced. Big old wet fart in church. It was actually announced later in the show, but I'll get to it right now because I don't really want to talk about it anymore. But that next week it's going to be um, Kip Sabian and uh, Jimmy Havoc versus the best friends in a no DQ tag team match next week. So yeah. Um then we get a 
a promo from uh, one of the best people going right now, one of the best workers going right now in uh, AEW. In AEW, yes, MJF. He says uh, he's, you know, got an injury update. He explains that a hangnail has kept him out of action and that it was that it was life threatening. Um, the fact that it was life threatening, but he will be back. Like. Reassuring all of his fans, uh, he will be okay <laughs> for <pretty> sure. <laughs> right. So, but uh, yeah, great. Another great promo there by MJF. Uh, this leads into um, MJ Johnson versus Wardlow. Who is who is MJF's muscle? Obviously, Wardlow. Uh, we saw him in the cage match against Cody, which you know that was really the one match that. Wardlow has really been like showcased in, but um, you know it's interesting to see him on his own. He's just he's kind of just another big guy. You know he has a huge catch power slam in this match, uh, some release suplexes, and he's just really ragdolling Lee Johnson in this uh-huh. match throughout this match. But he ends up hitting the airplane uh, spin throw for the one two three, um, absolutely dominant. You know then we get this weird. Uh, Dark Order promo that this or vi- excuse me this video package that Brody Lee uh, thanks someone for coming and that he apparently they're getting a new member of the Dark Order and they do this really strange like promo that just the way they kind of did it it was just like how were they introducing this guy and it was just it was different I, I don't know I we'll see where that leads to um but that leads to a match between uh, the exalted one, Brody Lee, versus Justin Law. And this is another, just another squash. You know, Brody Lee with a couple of capture suplexes, just absolutely crushing Justin mm-hmm. Law here. Hits the black hole slam, and then the discus lariat for the win. Yep. Just short, simple, sweet, to the point. Yeah, like and Omega's match should have been, but mm, it wasn't. Exactly. Um, but then we get... Um, a little interview with with uh, Pockets McGee and uh, the best friends and the best friends, yeah, and they're talking about you know Sabian and, and Havoc and Penelope Ford and yada yada yada. Then we get another episode of the Bubbly Bunch, and uh, Sammy is kind of sad because of Jake Hager losing the AEW World Title Empty Arena match last week, and then they have a flim flam contest. <laughs> For a bottle of hand sanitizer. And Sammy ends up winning the hand sanitizer. He does the best flim flam, apparently. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> just That's pretty, stupid. pretty ridiculous. But um, then we get, you know, obviously a Dustin package leading up to the main event. Mm-hmm. Good video package. Good video package on Kip Sabian. And then um, the winner of this match uh, will face Lance Archer in the semifinals of the TNT title tournament. So we have Dustin Rhodes, who is accompanied by Brandy Rhodes, uh, against super bad Kip Sabian, who is accompanied by uh, Penelope Ford. And then, and of course, broad. and of course, uh, if Dustin loses, he retires. Correct. So, um, you know, pretty quick uh, pace to this match, really off the, off the hop, you know. Um, Penelope gets involved several times for no reason. Well, I mean, she's she's doing her bidding, you know, and she's she's doing Kip's bidding, I should say. And um, Kip should be doing his own bidding. But you know, uh, 
she focuses on the, or excuse me, he focuses on the knee. Kip focuses on the knee of Dustin after the break. You know, they come back from a break, and because Penelope has intervened a couple times, and Brandy has tried to get involved, but she wasn't able to. She wasn't able to get to Penelope in time. Um, and then, you know, Sabian, once again, he controls with a submission. Dustin hits a lariat and a reverse atomic drop followed by a bulldog. So a big flurry of moves from Dustin. You know, he gets his trademark power slam. And then, uh, you know, a huge DDT from Kip Sabian. And it's just a kind of a ground and pound type match there at that point. And then, uh, once again, Penelope gets involved, but this time Brandy, after running past her, she runs past uh, Penelope for some reason, but springs into the rope, goes to the other side of the rope, and then hits hits her with a spear. So anyway, um, that, you know, thwarts Penelope from getting involved. Yep. And then uh, Dustin hits the Code Red Destroyer for the win. And he advances in the TNT title tournament, so he will face Lance Archer in the semifinals. So yep. pretty uh, decent ending, at least to AEW. And the more important thing is, is this is not the end of the career for Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, so. as anybody would figure it. Right. So, all right. So we will go to SmackDown now for 424.20. Um, obviously, this was advertised you know, weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. that this Over was, a month ago. Well, yeah, but the, this was Triple H's 25th anniversary celebration. Um, you know, so that's going to be tonight. So what they did throughout the night was they, they showed random clips of his career. Yeah. You know, like Best his... Best moments, I guess. Yeah, his debut in 95 in the company, you know, just different, different stuff, but... Um, so then we go to a, uh, the, uh, the New Day come out, you know, and they're the new tag team champions. Yep. Um, because of last week's match, we get a little recap of the triple threat match last week. You know, Big E was victorious and bringing the titles home. Then they're interrupted by the Lucha House Party, and then quickly after, they're interrupted by Miz and Morrison. And, and then the, it talks and talks and talks and talks. And then the and, Forgotten Sons yep. come out. And, you know, and then we just kind of don't really a have a... free for all. Yeah, we don't really have a uh, resolution to this. Nope. But, um, so then Renee interviews Miz and Morrison, and here's, I guess, the resolution to this whole little thing, is they say, we're going to have a match later... With the Lucha with House With the Lucha, Lucha House Party, exactly. Lucha. So we get our first uh, Money in the Bank qualifying match of the night. It's uh, Drew Gulak with Daniel Bryan versus Baron Corbin. Um, you know, Gulak comes out, house of fire here, he hits a baseball slide, and he kicks Corbin across the announce table, you know, right before the break. Um, you know, comeback, massive clothesline from Corbin. They're both very dominant in this match. Yeah, it was a pretty good back-and-forth match. Mm -hmm. um, drops Gulak with a, with a great power move, and uh, Corbin... Attempts a choke slam at one point, but Gulak counters with a sunset flip. Uh, Corbin driven into the steel steps. And then, out of nowhere, Cesaro and Nakamura appear. I almost called him Nakamura. <laughs> Cesaro and Nakamura appear and attack Daniel Bryan, which allows Corbin to smash Gulak into the ring post and 
hit the end of days to advance to yep. money and in the bank. And then Corvin uh, attacks Gulak with the help of Cesaro and Shinsuke. Yes. So, um, th- so there you have it. Corbin going to Money in the Bank. Unfortunately, yeah. And, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Gulak and Cesaro and everything, because obviously that whole thing is not, not, not over yet. Not over yet. Um, the Jeff Hardy uh, segment is, um, you know, is shown or whatever. And then, uh, or the, they advertise Jeff Hardy or whatever, and then mm-hmm. Sheamus comes out. Yeah, it's so predictable now. Like, you know who's coming out when Jeff Hardy comes out. Right, but anyway, Sheamus ends up, um, the, you know, squashing Daniel Vidot. You know, he just, just a squash. He hits him with a brogue, and that's it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we, we get this Jeff Hardy package. So, obviously, you know, Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, we're going to get that down the line. We're going to probably... Money in the Bank. Um, if not Money in the Bank, you know, the next pay-per-view. Um, SummerSlam. No, it would be uh, Extreme Rules. I know. Would be the next one probably. But, um, you know, it's... We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there with the, with those, those two. But, uh, so, you know, you have The Miz and... Then you have the Miz and Morrison versus Lucha House Party, a match that was just, you know, announced a few seconds ago. Um, you know, but right before this match, obviously Sheamus is still shown, and he rips off Michael Cole's headset, so that's where the, the whole thing with Jeff Hardy or whatever. But, you know, to this match, um, you know, pretty good uh, double-team elbow by the Miz and Morrison. You know, they look good here. Uh Metal League gets up on uh, Dorado's shoulders and delivers a splash to Morrison, doing his flippy shit, of course. And <laughs> his flippy shit. Miz and Morrison uh, regain control. Miz tries for a, a skull-crushing finale, and Metal League rolls up Miz for a huge upset win. Yeah, I so was Lucha, not expecting that. Me neither. The Lucha House Party gets a big win here on SmackDown over the former tag team SmackDown tag team champions Miz and Morrison. Um, so this is obviously kind of put them in title contention, you know, so we'll see how this plays out for money in the bank. Uh, it's probably going to be some multi-team match. Again, what's new? Um, and then we go to, um, our next money in the bank, uh, qualifying match, which was Sasha with Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Yep, and Sasha has a picture of Lacey's daughter, Summer, that she is using as, like, a fan coming out to the ring. And we get this little recap of of, uh, Tamina. You know, Tamina has the shot at Bayley Mm -hmm. at Money in the Bank for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, You know, this match kind of spills out to the outside really early on. Yeah. And then, you know, Sasha slows it down. She grounds Lacey but, and then hits her w- at one point with a Meteora. Sasha goes for the, uh, goes f- face first into the turnbuckle, which looked pretty, pretty rough. And then, um. Bailey got involved a lot. Yeah, she did. And, uh, after Sasha went face first, though, uh, Lacey just rammed Sasha over and over into the ring post. And, but yeah, Bailey was involved in this quite a bit. Uh, she, at one point, she put Sasha's leg on the rope after the women's right. Yeah, that was stupid. And 
It only usually takes one woman's right to get a win. Right, but it's anyways, it saved the match temporarily, mm-hmm. but Bailey would get up on the apron and distract again, but this time Sasha would have uh, Lacey rolled up. Yeah. And so she had the one, two, three, maybe five, ten count. Right, yeah. <laughs> and um, then, you know... Evans, it's another woman's right to qualify. Right. And Sasha obviously has some dissension because she gets a little pissed off oh, and yeah. then turns around right into a women's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lacey Evans qualifies for the uh, Money in the Bank match. Um, so next week we will completely fill out the field for yep. for the women's Money in the Bank match. And um, and then as uh, Sasha and Bailey are leaving... Tamina's music hits. Tamina hits a super kick. Real oh my quick gosh, on that Bailey. Like that hurt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so message sent there. But and then we get uh, we get a video package showing the history of the Wyatt family. Uh, more importantly, the history of Braun Strowman and the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Well, just Bray Wyatt. But um, you know, obviously, they will meet for the the championship. The uh, excuse me, the Universal Championship at uh, Money in, in the Bank. bank. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of history here. This is a pretty good video package, yeah. too. My favorite that. line in there is, Bryce said he can, he brought him into this world, and now he wants to take him out. Right. Exactly. Um, and we had, of course, we had the thing with the mask last week. Yeah. You the, know, where he, with the package. Um, so, you know, good build up to this match, yeah. for, mm-hmm. sure, for sure. But, uh, of course, we're... Um, we also have a our you know our feature match, which is our main event technically tonight, uh, would be the uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, you know, defending the women's tag team championships against Dana Brooke and Carmella. And Dana, you know, she drop kicks Nikki right off the bat. Oh my gosh, she was like a tent. And then uh, you know bodies really start flying. You know they're flipping around and all kinds of stuff. There's Goes to the um, outside for a minute. Yeah. Comes back in. Uh, and I got to say, Dana did not look too bad in this No, match. Nikki and Carmella looked really good. I think Nikki was a lot... She was messy. Yeah. You, you're talking about Carmella and Dana was what yeah. you're trying to say. Yeah. Carmella and Dana were good. Yeah. Basically. You said and, Nikki and Carmella. Oh, whoops. But yeah, Nikki didn't look so well in this match. But, uh, you know, Alexis is good as always, you know. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, but it was, it was okay for what it was. Uh, they had a, they ended up doing a, uh, Cross and Bliss ended up doing a modified 3D to retain the titles. Yep. So they're still the SmackDown Women's Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then we go to the, uh, Triple H 25th Anniversary Celebration um, and he's before he can really get many words out, he's quickly interrupted by Sean. Sean comes out. I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> he comes out and um, you know says you can't celebrate with without me. You know two words two words for you: social distancing. <laughs> um, Sean talks about you know he didn't have a 25th anniversary celebration. You know, and then talks about the. The DX days and the DX package is shown. Then he talks about Triple H losing so much at WrestleMania. Yep. And then that package is shown. And then Triple H's phone starts ringing. And first it's Stephanie. And Stephanie's 
talking shit to Sean because Sean is talking shit about her. Like, yeah. she doesn't let you have any fun and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the phone rings again, and it's Ric Flair. The nature boy. Right. And then um, the phone rings again, and it's Road Dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, just this segment was, to me, was like a fart in church. Yeah, it's like, like I just, hello, is this is this thing on? <laughs> it just was, it was, it was bad. It was really it was bad. Really bad. Yeah, it was horrible. And then Vince McMahon comes out and makes it even worse. Yeah. On top of everything. Yep. So, um, yeah, just really like really terrible segment. Um, but anyways, yeah, Vince comes out and tells Triple H, I love you, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be, you know, remember those segments, you know, there was crickets and blah, blah, blah. So the lights end up, he literally turns the lights out on Sean and Triple H and And then you hear crickets and that's, (laughs) that's that's the segment. Yeah. Yeah. So just not really, excuse me, not really a good smackdown. It made me belch, but, um, (laughs) Yeah, just not a not a great show. But so next week, you know, we have some matches set in stone. Uh, Daniel Bryan's gonna go one on one with uh, King Corbin next week. Blah blah blah. And then we have another Money in the Bank, two Money in the Bank qualifying matches. Our final Money in the Bank qualifying yep. matches. We have uh, Carmella and Mandy. Yep. Going one on one. And then Otis and Dolph. Oh, Otis and Dolph gonna try to settle things. Uh, one-on-one, only one can advance to the Money in the Bank match. Um, So, yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, that's going to wrap up SmackDown and AEW this week. Uh, Don't forget to hit follow, you know, like, whatever you got to do. You know, we're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcast. All you got to do is check out Vacant Championship Wrestling Podcast, Facebook, uh, that's where you can find us if you got any questions, got any questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Uh, let us know. But, yeah, give us a follow. Give us a like, whatever. And I uh, hope you're enjoying this content. Don't forget, tomorrow uh, is going to be a start of our and Sunday series where we're going to do, uh, tomorrow we're going to do Forgotten Intercontinental Champions. So that's going to be a fun episode tomorrow. But, that's going to wrap things up for this uh, this edition of the Vacant Championship Wrestling Podcast. And uh, I'm Jeff Simmons. And I'm Katie Reed. We'll catch you on the flip side.